I love the way you say film. This is a man's world. But it means nothing. Nothing. Without a woman's heart, girl. Welcome back to the film show. <laughs> I am your host, Owen Ronan. Uh, just having a bit of a sing song there. Inspired by D. <laughs> She's it's in it's in one of the movies we're reviewing this week, so that's why it's stuck in my head. Birds of Prey. Um, it might be, or is it in a different movie? I mean, no, it's <laughs> it's in Birds of Prey. That's the classic <laughs> kind of spoiler filled banter we have here on the film show. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Brian? I am good. Um, I saw D. Did you see that picture that went around the Packed House Entertainment.ie Slack today? Oh. Oh, I don't know if I did. I will show it to you afterwards, but let me paint you a picture with my words. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm frightened. The year, I want to say, is 1995? Seven, maybe? 1997. It is in Scaries in North County, Dublin. It's a young boy's communion. (laughs) It's our own Renane's communion photo. Now, let me again paint more pictures with my words. I don't think I did see this. Oh, no. D... I will, through the medium of my words, I will describe to you what I saw. And let me tell you, it blew my tiny little mind. So, (laughs) dressed in a Tony Soprano-esque blazer, (laughs) kind of cream thing with tan, tan, yeah, tan. Did he have on a, what what do you call fedora? No, he didn't have a fedora. He didn't have a fedora. But... Wouldn't look out of place, I don't think. I did have a dicky bow. He did have the dicky bow. That's right. A lovely, uh, good good sized dicky bow with a blue shirt underneath it, right? Matching pants, tan pants. Matching tan pants with big welly boots. The kind that boots. would. Boots! The kind that could also possibly. The, the pants are straight as an arrow. Straight. It's a real uniform oh yeah oh yeah and the and the boots uh like they could traverse the wastelands of chernobyl how big they were you haven't mentioned the best bit the best bit though (laughs) the best bit (laughs) obviously i can't do this to the people listening at home but imagine a young boy dressed as i have described chubby boy as well has to be said they're quite they're they're stretched hands the fingers interlocked and placed above his waist. Oh my god, like a little holy boy. Like little a little sausages. <laughs> like yeah. a little holy boy. But I can I am communion. so pious in it. I'm the oh smuggest little holy boy. <laughs> I'm just like I'm and the face on it. Yeah. I just I, I saw it I was like I hereby give permission for you to put it on Twitter. <laughs> I, no, I won't no 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 I can't no, I want people to li- see it there. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah no, you don't mind. Up the image. Like get a few new followers. It's just it's it's fantastic. It was just I seen it was like that is fucking perfect that is fantastic yeah. and that's how you open a film show podcast Yay! Yay! we've got a big show for you this week moving swiftly on we have saw uh reboot with chris rock yes mm-hmm. oh sorry I'll, t- I'll tell the reviews for all the people who don't know we've got parasite all three of us have seen it it's gonna be a big chat i'm really looking forward to that we haven't said a word about it yet to mm-hmm. each other uh do little mm-hmm. that'll be a film that's that's a film. Great. That's a, <laughs> that's a film with pictures and there's people talking in it. Yeah. And have both of you seen Birds of Prey? I've seen Birds of Prey. You've I seen... Oh, we're going to be looking to you. D. What are you looking at me for like that? Oh, 
reason. Okay, fine, right, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let's no, 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 it's fine. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Brian's not going to rob my notes on this I, occasion. <laughs> I am going to address this. Later, when we go to do the Birds of Prey, of review. course, instead of actually letting me review the movie, go on. Yeah! I do like this uh, balance. I I feel like Brian, you get too much of a show on this show, and to this week it's going to be D's show. Yay! I mean, is... I'm the only one who's seen all three movies, after all. Yeah. Yeah. I so shut up, boys. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know always... those clasped hands place them over your mouth Owen <laughs> that was just for Christ <laughs> <laughs> alright Chris Rock Spiral yeah oh wait you have more. to say the thing first the movie news Yay! <laughs> There it is. There's the jingle movie news. We're still saying movie news. First piece of movie news, Spiral. As I said a minute ago, (laughs) Chris Rock, it's going to be a reboot. Yeah, this is an interesting one because, like, it was announced that it was going into production, like, last June. And sometimes you hear about these things and they happen right away. Mm. And sometimes you hear about these things and they take years to actually emerge. So, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Because I'd forgotten about it, and then we got a trailer. That's the thing, yeah, because it was last June it was announced um, that it was happening, and then I think like a month or two later it was announced that Samuel L. Jackson had joined the cast. He's going to be playing Chris Rock's character's father, who's like this kind of seasoned professional police detective, and Chris yeah. Rock's character is like living under his shadow and stuff like that. Um, but... Yeah, suddenly a trailer, a wild trailer appears. Yeah. Um, and uh, looks pretty decent. If the I trailer, so I was myself. really impressed. Yeah. Me too. I was watching, I was like, oh my God, this is kind of like Seven meets uh, Kiss the Girls. Mm. Yeah. Like really like... Cop drama. Cop drama, yeah. mid-90s There's cop, a cop drama. killer on the streets. Yeah. Do you know more about what it's it's obviously a jigsaw inspired killer? It's the yeah, same world. So the title of it is Spiral from the Book of Saw. So that's the like Book its of subtitle. Saw. I was so confused so, about it. So yeah, yeah. So is it some kind of origin story or reboot or a uh, Maybe it's spin-off? just tonally. Yeah, maybe it's It could a... just be. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean it's got it the at... director of the guy who did Saws two, three, and four. Oh, I didn't Darren know. Darren Lynn Boosman. Uh yeah, so they're very much kind of keeping it in the because what struck me family. is it seemed a bit less, not goofy than the originals, yes. but a bit less, uh, what, horror I don't know. Pranky. Like, I mean, it was... It was <laughs> those crazy pranksy pulls. Yeah, in those well, yeah. Ones. I mean, like, it's like it's all, like, torture and stuff, isn't it? Whereas I wasn't getting too much of that from There's the There's a lot trailer. more Seven. Like, yeah. more kind of, yeah, ambiance rather than, like, kind of blood and guts spurting about yeah. the place and know? that is it like I mean you think of Saw like and it is very dated like it just yeah. looks mm-hmm. dated whereas this I mean I don't know like maybe it's obviously it, it, it's early days and the trailer gives pretty much nothing away Sure. so yeah. it's hard to tell what we're going I do remember uh, Jigsaw which was like the sort of semi prequel kind of thing mm-hmm. that they did a couple of years back that was pretty crap yeah that was pretty yeah. great pretty premise poor. or whatever yeah. good idea but Poor execution. like, And I think that's kind of been a hallmark of Saw in that you have this really clever idea, but mm. it's never quite 
done as well mm. as it should. Like the best one is still the first one yeah. to my mind. Well, I mean, in first terms of, terrified me. but yeah. I mean, in terms of like uh, box office and home sales, like it's been a hugely successful oh, sure. yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I have the figures here actually. Oh. Um, it's grossed over a billion dollars from box office and retail wow. sales. Wow. Sorry, it had grossed that by two thousand nine. So I think Jigsaw on top of that, it would have added to more even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are pretty big figures that's pretty Jesus yeah. that is has, for a horror franchise like, yeah the thing I'm obviously looking forward to most is seeing how Chris Rock does yeah I can just picture fucking him and Adam Sandler on the set of Grown Ups 2 <laughs> or something going I'm thinking yeah. of doing this it's like oh I'll do that as well because I, my understanding is he has kind of pulled back from movies and stuff because he's a dad now isn't that it And but right. I but what when he was kind of initially talking about um, doing the movie because the idea is he doesn't just star in it he's also producer yeah, he's exact producing. I'm sorry, I have in my head, you know, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the first from, uh, star producer. What do you call it? Uh, from uh, Little Britain. But anyway, um, but he also co-wrote the story so oh, his passion about this kind of reminds me of you know whatchamacallit like what they did with um halloween like danny mcbride yeah. and david gordon Green. david gordon green yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's that it's a similar kind of buzz i'm getting yeah definitely and like i think um if you look at top five uh which is a really 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 good kind of comedy drama that chris mm. rock did that was very very Written serious as well. he wrote it as well yeah and i think he directed it in fact but but anyways long story short anyway I watched it and I was like wow I have never seen Chris Rock like this before be this vulnerable and be this have this good command mm. he, of, he clearly has that he clearly does shops, yeah, yeah definitely Like, and I think he's probably looking at this and saying to himself right I can um, if I can do this and make this work studios will look at me not just for you know the obvious kind of whatever mm. comedy roles yeah, that are out yeah. there I can kind of write my own ticket and to be mm. fair like yeah as you were saying like it does remind me a lot of Halloween in mm-hmm. the sense of like you've got this guy who has a, clearly has a passion for it knows he can do something original with it mm-hmm. yeah. so why not let him at it like, and probably yeah. has a blank check for his definitely. reputation yeah. like yeah, yeah and I mean like Halloween did end up being a massive, massive success hit. Yeah. You know, um, the interesting one about this as well is that it's Lionsgate, which is a fairly small kind of studio. I mean, they've got John Wick, which yeah. kind of, you know, we'll give it a pass for anything on that yeah. basis. But compared to like, you know, kind of the big hitter, the big studios, uh, I think that because he's not kind of limited by, you know, kind of needing to stick to like the studio kind of friendliness or whatever in the case. They, of can, they can do whatever. whatever they want. They yeah. can do whatever they want. Yeah. So they can kind of be a bit more boundary pushing, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's another thing I'd say would be going for it. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm interested. The trailer was really good. Samuel L. Jackson as well as a yeah. cop. Yeah. Back as yeah. a cop. We're, as a... We do have yet to confirm if it's getting an Irish release date, but apparently it is penciled in for like May which is pushed up because last time they were talking about like having it around Halloween. So yeah. who's the distributor? It's Lionsgate. Lionsgate oh, again. Okay. Lionsgate. Sorry, Lionsgate. That's yeah. why we still have to. Yeah. We still have to get word. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it. Uh, other news: the Doctor Strange movie mm. has found a director. Back to the Marvel verse for Mister Sam Raimi. I. This is. <laughs> it lost its. Director, didn't yeah, it? Scott yeah, Derrickson. Yeah. yeah, he walked away from it, and he was claiming. What do we know him from? Scott Derrickson. He did. Was it Sinister? He did, or was it? 
That rings a bell. Oh, I want to say it was sinister. Yeah, I'm going to say it was sinister. There was a disagreement, was there? No, yeah. Oh, yeah, he walked away from uh, Doctor Strange's sequel, yeah, because he basically said that there was creative differences and that he had initially pitched this as like, oh, the first horror movie in the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh, cool. And like he, like I said, his background is in horror. So it was kind of like, wow, well, that seems like a very obvious kind of way to go with it. Yeah. Um, and when initially, when Doctor Strange was kind of being teased, people were like, oh my God, they got Scott Derrickson. Like, he's a horror guy. Why is he doing this? Yeah. Oh my God, is it going to get into the weirdness of it? Um, You're right, by the way, it is sinister. Well, sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so, Also, yeah. uh, deliver us from evil. And he did He did the first Doctor Strange. He did the, I didn't yeah, realize yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did the first Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. yeah. But like, I know, D, you had a big problem, and I think you're right, uh, with Doctor Strange, the first one, was that it was very bland. Mm. It was so bland. Yeah. Maybe it wanted like to be more Parker like it was bland. like it, it has. The, it was pushing mm-hmm. boundaries, and it was like, oh, the psychedelic be- scene is yeah. obviously what, yeah. Exactly that. Like, I mean, there was definitely, you could see that he had a bigger vision for it, and it was hemmed in. And. I Again, think, studios, like I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totally, totally. And that's why I think Sam Raimi is a great idea because A, he basically wrote the blueprint for the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. Completely, yeah. yeah. Like That's actually a re- Yeah. You look at you Spider-Man and stuff, but like 2 is really a lot of drama in it and stuff. Absolutely. Like the the tone, the humor, the kind of earnestness of it. I'll say three. <laughs> maybe not. No, maybe not. No, maybe not so much Remember three. Remember that shot where he's running by the American flag? I was just like, oh. Like, can, can we pause this so I can shout out the, uh, the you know, the famous emo scene with oh Tobey Maguire. God, he's got the jazz hands. Oh my God. He's wearing the black suit. The symbiote has taken over his mind and made him cool as chips. And uh, someone has taken that on YouTube, cut the music, and done Foley for it. So it's just him going like, <sighs> "Oh, I, I saw that. I think you shared that." It's one it's of my hilarious. favorite videos on the internet. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's brilliant. But he should be ashamed of himself. He should be <laughs> ashamed back. of himself. <laughs> he has Absolutely. lots of good points as well. No, no, but definitely. Like, and not only that as well. I think. Another point is, is that Sam Raimi is a guy who knows how to navigate studios, and he knows mm. how to kind of like give enough of leeway to get a studio on side with him. Like, he's just, he's a safe pair of hands. And I don't mean that in the sense of, like, he's going to give you something obvious. Mm. I mean it in the sense of, this guy has been around for years. Mm. He knows exactly what he's about. Um, And the example I would use of kind of PG comic book horror coming into something like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is there is a fantastic scene in Spider-Man 2 when uh, I knew you were going to reference that because it's basically the same kind of idea they used in the first Doctor Strange these movies are all the same Brian no I'm talking about the horror hospital bit no, see, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Man's oh, episode. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay, I, in fairness, I thought you meant Far From Home. No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Deirdre. Okay. What hospital episode? Scene? The hospital scene Doc in Spider- Yeah, when Doc Ock, when he's like basically knocked out and they're trying to remove the tentacles from his arm and oh, all of a sudden yeah. they come to life. Mm. And they start attacking the... And aren't uh, they whizzing up behind people's heads yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you look at it and it's basically shot exactly like Evil Dead was shot. Mm. It's all like really yeah. quick cuts. Everyone's screaming. There's literally a scene in it where the guy is attacking the tentacle arms with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Like, he's to- trying to use a little... Surgery. Yeah, he's trying to use the, to, to stop the thing. Like, yeah, and it's... Yeah. You look at it now 
and it's like Jesus Christ that is horrifying yeah. but like 10 year old or 15 year old or 12 year old I person I thought it was so cool you thought oh my god that's so cool that's amazing yeah. I mean even Green Goblin in the first yeah. Spider-Man he was, he was quite freaky Come on! You know? Oh, the first one's amazing. Is yeah. it? Like it really. The first sets one's a... still my favorite, like superhero movie ever. I can't help it. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. That yeah. Macy Gray Thanksgiving scene, and again, but like Alfred Molina as a villain and great choice. Defoe, mm-hmm. like fantastic. They they really stand up. Like yeah, uh, yeah like like uh, they're a bit silly as well. Like I, that's what I'm expecting with this as well. Is that like I'm totally there's something okay. odd about Sam Raimi as well. I am. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Like you just only have to look at like Evil Dead or Dark Man. Did you ever see that? Like, yeah. That's shit, but so weird. Like there's no casting news for this, is there? No, nothing yet. Only that we know that Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, and this is it. I think like Sam Raimi is one of these guys that he can make something really like. Not provocative, but like something that will stick with you. Like, think about it. Like, how fucking long ago was Spider Man? Like, and here we are yeah. still talking about it. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and final little bit of trivia. Uh, one of the CGI artists who worked on Spider Man and Spider Man 2 is Irish. Uh, he directed uh, the Angry Birds movie. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, we had him yeah. in. Oh, my God. That guy whose I, name. Is it Fergal O'Reilly or something? I think that's it. Yeah, Fergal I used O'Reilly. to have the Spider Man art book. Did and you? I bought the Spider-Man, the movie, the novel. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Told the same story I already okay, knew. Okay, you, you win for biggest fan. I was that Alan <laughs> yeah, Dean yeah. Foster that wrote that, wasn't it? No idea. Alan Dean Foster. This is actually a good little... He uh, does a lot of movie... Movie tie-in novels. He was like the guy from movie tie-in novels. Does Alan he just Dean see Foster. the movie and then... They give him the script. <laughs> the, Empire did this great feature on him years ago. Alan Dean Foster, where they interviewed him and basically talked... Because he was... He wrote the novelization of like Poltergeist and okay. then they just like George Lucas and Spielberg just kept giving him the scripts and then he would write the novelization of it. He Amazing. literally just gets the script and then turns it into a novel. Is it a big money spinner? I know the Star Wars all have their own novel yeah. of each mm. movie, but they're really big. They're really big, uh, really big money spinners. There's like. an Assassin's Creed novel, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's uh, Fergal Riley. Fergal Riley. Right? There you so. go. Yeah, Just he, in case he's listening. He, no, but he was on the show. He was on yeah. the old incarnation of the show yeah. many moons ago. Yeah, Good guy. Go on, Ireland. Come on, Ireland. It's been a while since I did that. Uh, Charlotte's really upset. <laughs> by- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Because of the volume. The high pitchedness, or the fact that we're being Irish and you're English? The Irish oh. thing. Oof. Brits out. The Brits are at it again. <laughs> Alright, we're into movie reviews. Movie reviews. Moving on from that sectarian movie news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, up first, Parasite. Parasite. Who, how do we go about this? There's a lot to digest. A lot to unpack. lot to unpack in this film. So um, when? It's out in cinemas, Irish cinemas this week? Is this it? Friday, yeah. Um, I, you know... Like, Bong Joon-ho, when he was doing, I think it was in the Golden Globes, he talked about the inch-high barrier stopping people from enjoying some of the best films they're ever going to see, purely because of their subtitles. Yeah. I think this is the best example of it. Like, I know like I know people who would go out of their way not to watch a film with subtitles and just like, I don't like reading. I just mm. don't like reading. I just prefer to be taken away and given a story kind of thing. Yeah. This film deserves to be seen by as many people as possible. Yeah. And I like, if you have ever listened to this show, and I know 
we can kind of get very feckin' turtlenecky about some stuff. And we can also be very <laughs> broad as shit and just completely basic as fuck about stuff. Yeah. I swear to God, everyone should watch this film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, like, I am not kidding you. You are gonna love it. I had such a good time. Right? I was smiling at it, like... I enjoyed it so much. At it, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I... I, the the way I and I don't know how you feel about this and I don't know how you feel about this song. I would love to hear what you think about this but like when you go to watch a film when you walk out of it how do you gauge whether you like it or not what's your initial kind of what's the what's the thing do you work off of like do you have a checklist in your head and like okay I like that I like that I like that is it more good instinct like what's the I think it's general vibe yeah I walked out in 1917 last night finally saw it uh and did the same I, it was just kind of fuck that yeah <laughs> World War One was terrible right yeah. <laughs> thank god it didn't come near me it's affecting communication to me that's uh that's my bar yeah but no but like I mean <laughs> it's really basic no 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 I don't mean it I didn't mean it like that but I mean just when I like finished watching Parasite it was like I you, I, the one that I would go off of is that I felt so many emotions like mm, I mm. felt angry I felt f- like laughing I was like yeah. you just you, mm, you, you, mm. you get such a, a a rush of it like mm. yeah, yeah and then trying to parse that out and be like okay well the script was amazing and the yeah. cinematography was amazing the music was amazing and all this kind of stuff but like the gut the gut visceral mm. reaction you get is the one that guides me yeah and mm. That's it. Like, and I came out of Parasite. I was like, "Holy shit!" It's what weird. A- it's really just very impressive. Yeah, it, the cast, everything, but the the fact that it's a satire, and then it, the way it deals with those themes, you're left with so much to work with. Where you're like, "Oh wow!" You can pull that out, and you can pull that yeah. out. Yeah, look at this, yeah. and you can look at that. Yeah. Um, what did you make of it, D? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's very kind of dense. There's a lot you can kind of take away from it and talk about it. I mean, it's essentially a black comedy and then also a social satire. And it's also a thriller, like a Hitchcockian thriller, which is like, how is this happening? How is this all amalgamating? So true, yeah. And like, I was really kind of struck by how kind of how much it was like a commentary on contemporary Korea but it was also so universal in like the kind of themes and issues it was looking yeah. at, like class. Like we all know some snob who has some weird quirky thing or we've met someone like mm. that, right? And then you also have like, or you've met like the kind of, you know, dad who's a bit of a chancer and stuff like this. Like, you know, these characters, you Before know what I mean? Before you say, the, yeah. the f- dad in this, right? The, the whole film feels for anyone who's going to be intimidated by the idea of like a South Korean film it feels very western in a mm-hmm. way uh, but the dad especially to me feels like an Irish dad yeah do you know what I mean he's got the like it's so universal but yeah that's it yeah, no, that's <laughs> um, yeah and I loved even like um, I mean the thing is you can just watch this and be entertained by it or you can watch it and like have like a kind of deep intellectual discussion about it. You can do whatever you want with it, you know, and it's very enjoyable in kind of both respects. Like for me, I really enjoyed kind of the and this is probably for me coming from a big family. So yeah. it's what I come from it. I love the familial aspect yeah. of it. And I loved observing because um, 
for anyone who doesn't know its story wise, it kind of follows these two families, the Parks and the Kims. And the Kims are quite poor and they live in this like kind of uh, basement apartment. And then the Parks are very um, wealthy and they have this like big modern house, which all like the up light kind of comes into and it's all the way up this hill and stuff like this. And they use a lot of that symbolism with the kind of going up and going down and stuff. And the the Kims end up kind of infiltrating the house and getting jobs there because they essentially pretend that they're not related to one another and that they're much more qualified than they actually are. And then drama, you know, results and stuff like this. But um, with the um, Kims, what I found so funny about it and so relatable was that how chummy they all were with one another. (laughs) And that is so fucking funny because that is exactly what's happened with my family dynamic (laughs) because one year like so many years ago my parents had five kids and now they have four adult children and one child my youngest sister is like uh, 13 yeah but the rest of us are all like either in college or graduated and working and stuff like that and like the dynamic changes so much and the way you see them kind of teasing one another and relate to one another on the same kind of level and the fact that they they all are, you know, at the age where they could get jobs, but they're basically just kind of lazy shites and not yeah. bothering with it. Um, I find that really kind of relatable. And then compared to like the parks and she was so kind of worried about her daughter and son and making sure that they get the right education and yes. making sure that her son is OK because he seems to be like traumatized and there's something going on in his head and she can't access him. I just found that really really kind of immediately like tangible and relatable and that like that was kind of what really stood out for me and it was so so funny just even on that level and that's just one of it one part of it you know and then like I said there's like the class the rich poor divide there's so so much to it and it's just it's so funny it's so entertaining the um the mother character especially is She's very so silly. Good. Like the whole thing yeah. is very funny. Like it's really, really the I suppose the closest thing for people at home, you could maybe say it's a bit like get out in that it's you can yeah, there's yeah. a lot to chew on, but it's also just a, a good like this is a good date movie, this mm. is a good take your parents. Well, maybe. But Yeah, no, I I, I mean I bring my parents to say yeah. I don't know if they'd be up for it, but like Yeah. I definitely think, <clears throat> as yeah, as both of you were saying, it is the kind of thing that you can look at it and take it as a kind of a get-out social satire, horror, thriller kind of thing. You can then look at it as this big exploration on South Korea and how upward mobility has affected the traditional values of it and then con- contrast that with North Korea and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can look at it as a broader kind of exploration of neoliberalism and how class has infected every part yeah. of our daily lives because even the, the world in it, it it feels like the Hunger Games yeah. sometimes mm. yeah it's, it's, a, it's very normal world yeah yeah and that, that idea of like you're not really sure is it in the future or is it just like South Korea is more in the future or is it like what? Like what's, what's this about like yeah. kind of that part of it made me think of it follows to a mm. certain degree that I'm like I'm not really sure yeah. what this world is mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it so looks true. Looks familiar. Yeah. Kind like you of. get that it's kind of post Asia Tiger. Yeah. But that'd be kind of your only reference point, or maybe that's our only reference point mm. as Western audiences. Correct. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And a lot of it's set in the Kim's house, and the architecture and stuff in there is used so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, it's that idea of like you have 
there is nothing stopping you from enjoying this. You mm-hmm. don't need to be some big fucking intellectual to enjoy this. You don't need to have some PhD in Southeast Asian studies or anything like that. You don't have to be a film critic. You can go out and watch this and just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, it's so... It's so accessible and it's so entertaining. Yeah. Like, there is nothing stopping you from enjoying this film. Like, and it also, as we said, if you're a bit of a movie buff and oh, yeah. you listen to a movie podcast and you're a bit excited and you've heard a bit about this, you're dead right to be excited. Go see it. Like, yeah, like, it is one of the few times that I have seen something where I came into it with really high expectations and I was met every single point of the way. I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yep, yes, 100%. All of the whole way through, there wasn't one second of this that I didn't get exactly what I wanted out of, yeah. that I didn't enjoy it. Like, fuck me, it was so good. Like, I can't get over it. I know. Jesus. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really serious. Like, I, I like, feel the exact same way. I was yeah. blown away by it. I was fucking blown away by it. I couldn't get enough of it. I can't it. wait to see it again. Yeah, I know, yeah. With different people and talk to it about. Yeah. 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 Like, if this ended up surprising everyone and actually taking home the best movie gong I would I would be quite happy with that result that would know? be the best result. I think that what is going to happen and I know we'll be talking about our predictions later on The Last Word with Matt Cooper great website we, you're listening we to the film predictions show predictions on that as well listening to the film show um, but oh wait podcast. you were going to say something I'm going to put my beard on the line <laughs> holy shit that just means you're thinking about losing the beer. I was, I was, I was. Here's what I'm going to do, though, right? If Parasite wins, I will shave off my beard. Do you have a communion photo you can share? <laughs> yes, I do. I will share my communion photo if 1970 wins. There you are. Okay, D. Any photos lurking around? Any forfeit you want to put up there? Uh, my communion photo. I have, real, I have real 90s puffy sleeves. Oh, wow. Maybe we should just make, we'll post the three of them today. Yeah. I'll actually make, I must go looking for mine, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go looking for oh, mine me too, also. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, if, if Parasite wins, I'm going to shave off my beard. Okay, so I think 1917 will win Best Probably. Picture, but I think Bong Joon-ho could win Best Director. Ooh. So that's my hot take. I think Sam Mendes will win Best Director because yes. it's what all the lads want. Although, yeah, they would have seen both films. <laughs> I don't know, but like, EW did their uh, blind voter thing, mm. uh, or the hidden voter uh, article. What's that? They actually reach out to the they reach out. No, they reach out to, like, members of the Academy, and they're not named, and they say, okay, what way you vote? A little exit poll kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, And yeah. all of them said they were voting for Parasite, for Best Picture. Well, there you go. Wow. Now, it's important to remember that the PGAs, they the success rate is fucking crazy. It's something like mm. what, sixty-seven percent, mm. like twenty-five. Yeah, we said yeah, yeah, twenty-five. Whatever, it's twenty-five out of the last thirty-five. It's been accurate. But I mean, that's still if you really boil it down, like it's not as high as like eighty or ninety percent. No, no, you know, no. like the the, the DGA has ninety percent success rate. Mm. So Sam Mendes won DGA. He's gonna win Best Director. Yeah, that's a given. What if Sam Mendes wins Best Director and Parasite wins Best Movie? Great. Fine. Great. I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally okay with that. I think we need to do something. If Parasite wins Best Picture, all is right with the world and we all pat each other on the back and uh, listeners can come meet us for a pint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll all go for a big pint. Yeah. All right. It's on. Uh... 
Day after the Oscars. Day after the Oscars. Day after the Oscars. We'll organise. They can buy us all the pints. Pat us on the back for being right. I love this Monday pints. Yay! Oscars pints. All right, Jesus. I suppose we move on. I I want to. Oh. We're not going to spoiler Aiden, so it's no. That's the thing. It is the kind of movie, and this is why I, I have to write the review on site. Although I might pass it off to Brian, we'll see what mm. happens. But it there will be a review on site. <laughs> but um, it's a really hard movie, I think, to talk about for too long because you kind of want people to just watch and yes. experience it. That's it. You know I don't want to retread old ground, but it does obviously take a lot of twists and turns. It really and does. You're go- you're going to think it's one thing, and it's another thing, and you're going to have a great time. There you go. There you go. Five stars around the table, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I might I might give it four and a half. <laughs> Deirdre Malumbi. Because <laughs> four and a half always their people are like, what's the half star about? What is the half star about? There was a point in a, it was kind of coming up to the halfway mark where I feel like the pacing for me was faltering a bit. And I found my, myself kind of zoning out of it. So mm. I just like for me, five stars has to be like, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, that's okay. So well, yeah, yeah, no, that'd that's... be my only fault with it. Yeah. I feel like it could have been like a teeny bit tighter, maybe five or ten minutes shorter. Okay. So that's just my take. Ruthless. ruthless. I am. Ooh, that, is, that is pretty ruthless. It. No, fair play. Yeah. T equals ruthless. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's OK. Underline that's, that. Underline no. that. Make sure. Make sure we get still that. better. Yeah. Actually, that, that's, that's a good uh, and that's a good lead into another film I'm going to be ruthless with. Five stars for Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. No. Oh, what? Whoa. But it looks so good. Like, okay. <laughs> this no. is a good episode. <laughs> Are you going to start with what you started your review with? Because I, because uh, I was, well, I was originally. We won't get into why. Brian and I both thought each of us were doing the Doolittle review. I want anyway, to get into it. Brian People did it live in for the these end, small politics. But it's so funny because he opened his review talking about a certain scene, and I would have closed the review talking about a certain scene since it well, comes at the end like. of the movie. But um, I had to I'm sure it. I'm sure Brian is going to talk about that. Is scene. it spoiler filled that you scene? Know, you know what? Fuck it. Like this movie doesn't deserve. Yeah, go on. What right. happens? What's your first paragraph? Okay, I front loaded it because <laughs> I really need to put this out in front because if I left it to the end, I felt like people wouldn't have believed me. I needed to front load it in the review. Essentially, the film ends with Robert Downey Jr. shoving his hand up a dragon's ass <laughs> and pulling out a bagpipe. Sorry, and that the whole film is basically about this dragon who has become congested. He's basically disimpacting a CGI dragon's ass at the end of this film. I am not kidding. It's not even a joke. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, is it done so with? before the bagpipe, there is like um, helmets and armor and shit because of all the knights this dragon has consumed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know how Dr. Doolittle is a doctor is the whole point, but yeah. he can talk and communicate with animals. And as a result, you know, he makes them feel better. And also, I thought that it was quite demeaning of like psychological issues, but we'll get into that okay. in a bit. But this dragon obviously had some kind of physical ailment that was making it grumpy and yeah it turned out it was because it was all that armor it was it was it's asshole it was constipated it was literally the entire for eons yeah 
Imagine having that. Are there contemporary concept. knights in it, or is it a? No, no, no. Like it's set like start the from the start. Is this a? Is this a real world doctor? With no, it's plus like dragons. It's, no, it's like set like kind of eighteen hundreds Victorian. Oh yeah, uh, what's her face? Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley is Queen Victoria in it. Okay. What the fuck is that about? What's that about? Um, why is she, why is why is Jesse Buckley being Queen Victoria? I don't Victoria? think she knew about the dragon ass scene in her defense. Maybe, maybe not. I'm I don't know. I mean, her, she is maybe. unconscious for most of the movie. She's sick. Just to put this into, oh yeah, <laughs> just to put this in context because you mentioned an unconscious lady, and that always leads to bad things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, she is. She plays the queen, and the queen is sick. So okay. Doolittle has to go off in search of this medicine for her, and the gar- uh, the dragon is guarding the medicine. That's okay. That's literally, it. That's literally is he the movie. Reprising his Sherlock Holmes accent. No, we see, and again, that's the other part of this that I'm. Like, <laughs> Oh my God! You talked about this. Yeah, it's in the trip. Is he Welsh? He's Welsh, right now. Does he know any Welsh people? Correct. That's like it, this. Literally made a vein in my head pop out when I when I was watching it. Right, this actually made a vein pop out of it. You went to see it on Saturday. I did. I could have done literally anything else. I saw it on a Sunday morning. I went to see it on a Saturday evening. I went to the eight o'clock screening in Cineworld and Parnell. And let me oh tell God, you, your Saturdays are so. Sad. Hey, shut up! All right. That's the one thing. Like, the, this is why I'm not qualified to be a host of a like. I am not going to that. <laughs> like, like it was. Uh, no, I tell you what it was. Right, I was. I was like. I was at home. I had. I was. I was watching uh, Narcos Mexico season two because I have to review it, Ooh. and it was just like blasting through it. I was like, oh fuck, I can't sit and watch another episode of this. Oh, shit, I'll just go see do a little. And like, I was on my own. I had nothing else to do, so I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just go. Um, I regretted it immediately. I was like 20 minutes into this. I was like, I, I could have just let, I just could have stayed at home and not watched this. <laughs> I'm so angry. Like, um, But yeah, um, he puts on this accent in it. Now, uh, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Uh, my family is originally, like going back a couple of hundred years, are Welsh. You did tell me this. Yeah. And I've never been to Wales. Break it out, go on. I've never been to Wales. I I should go. I've always wanted to go. I've just never gone. But Do you know what part of Wales? Uh I was told I I want to say Newport. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyways. Um or Port Talbot. I I forget. Anyways. Point is is that uh I could probably do a better Welsh accent. And I've never been to Wales. And I've never even <laughs> Like I've talked to people from Wales, but that I've, sounds like a wager to me. Brian. I will <laughs> listen. I will wager my ass. Can you do the dragon ass scene right yeah, now? Yeah, I will do it right now. If right, I'm tell you that I can do a better Welsh accent. Okay, than I'm the dragon. Fucking Robert Downey. Oh, oh, I, oh I'm very unhappy. Just, it's just. just you teed it up, Brian. You were, you were confident. <laughs> no, I mean like. <laughs> oh look, he's blushing. <laughs> I don't know. Fisting asses Wheels. just makes me really kind of like I'm like, oh god, oh god. Yeah, that scene was traumatizing. Yeah, this is meant to be a kids' film. Those poor kids. This is like a PG film, and you have it. It, it ends with like. Robert Downey Jr. fisting a dragon. Like. By the way, What's I was talking start, to Serena like? Bellissimo about this and she brought her kids to it. She literally doesn't remember that scene. And I'm like, did you Did you not it see out? it? Like, did you see the same thing? I genuinely think that she was so traumatized that she blocked it out because she was like, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I honestly don't remember that scene. I'm like, it's like the finale. It's like a build up to this moment and that is the moment. And it's like, what the fuck? 
I right. I t- okay. What's the, yeah? Go on. <laughs> there, there is so much wrong with this film from the beginning that I'm. I was looking. at I was like, I, you know, we, we look at institutions today and we kind of realise <laughs> that there is very little faith in them anymore oh, because, dear. like, we automatically assume. Oh, clearly, the minister of justice is I can't believe you're good making man. Little Are you political with the medical profession <laughs> no, no 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 I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the idea of like we assume people know what they're doing yeah. we assume that like studio heads have a good idea of what makes a film we assume that directors and actors and writers know what they're doing when they make this shit I was watching this and I was like who the fuck thought this was a good idea who thought this was a good idea like I get that like you know, there are pressures and, you know, this film went through a, a good few directors and everything else. But yeah. like, were there leaks from the set or something? There was, there was, THR did this whole thing where they did it behind the scenes stuff about like, uh, Seth Rogen was involved in it at one point and mm. Jonathan Leesman, oh, the guy really? who did, yeah, he was involved mm. in it at one point and he was helping Stephen Gagan do it. And, and what do we know Stephen Gagan from? Stephen Gagan <laughs> wrote Traffic. The very, very good Steven Soderbergh crime thriller about drug trafficking. Uh, he also directed Syriana. Uh, great, George Clooney. George Clooney. Great geopolitical thriller. Really, really good. What the fuck is he doing making this? <laughs> you're making the fist like you're going back to the ass every time. Like, why would you think... What? Like, I wouldn't, for the life of me, think for a single solitary second that I could fly a jumbo jet. Yeah. Why would Stephen Gagan have the hubris to think that he could take on something like this and make it work? Not only that as well, but like these fit like it's it's kind of like in the same way that horror and comedy don't get a lot of credit mm. because they're completely uh, involuntary. The reaction is involuntary, okay, but they yeah. take so much effort to make right. You know what I mean? Like any dickhead can make a horror film and it'd be shit, but it takes real skill to make a really really good horror film. Same with adventure films and kids films like this. You have to apply a really broad kind of perspective on it and you have to like... And for people who say that you can't have great children and family movies, I quote to you, Paddington and Paddington 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like that's the bar. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. She's... You're absolutely right. This, from start to finish, was a fucking disaster of a film. I am so angry I paid money for it. Yeah. Um, Ditto. I, <laughs> Shame I, on you. like, I don't, I don't, I, like, it, I, I gave it one star and I was like, if I could give it zero stars, I would give it zero stars. You never do a half star? I came close to yeah. a, giving it a half star. I, I tinkered with the idea of giving it a half star. The only film I've ever given a half star to was Dirty Grandpa and I walked out of that film upset. Angry. Not upset. Not 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 unlike your feeling now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very I'm angry now, but yeah. Dirty Grandpa pissed me off in a way that, like, personal insults yeah, about. Rocked. Well, it's well, it's uh, well, it's um, what do you call it? It's kind of widely lauded as one of the worst films of all time. So Dirty Grandpa that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was, it was like it'd be up there with Last Airbender, Room, yeah. Jack and Jill, and stuff. Yeah, so. Room is amazing. We should do a chat on the room sometime. We should. You know, I did a podcast with Greg Sestero. She did. That's oh my god! Yeah, because he's always yeah. in Dublin. Yeah, and yeah. you he's got very it. handsome. Yeah, really there like you go. A disaster artist. Yeah, yeah. He uh, 
Yeah. He's I was a, surprised at how willing he was to talk about the room because you'd think he'd be kind of sick of it. Yeah. 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 Disaster is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked a bit about that as well. I asked what he thought of it. And um, liked it. The thing that disappoints me about Doolittle is that for some reason in my head after Endgame, I just pictured now he's going to go turn a corner. You know, he he's had this shot in the arm. Mm. What was it when Downey Jr. before he did Iron Man was down and out big time. Mm. And now he's reclaimed the throne. What? Highest paid actor? Highest paid actor right now and all that kind of stuff. Like he could have done anything else but this. This is what, like, this is such vanity project bullshit. Had he made promises? Like, what? I kind of feel like watching this, what I was getting was Robert Downey Jr. is trying to do Robin Williamson Jumanji. Correct. Or Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura, some amalgamation of both. He ends up Johnny Depp in the later Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No. (laughs) And I'm really worried that with this misstep, he could end up going down that Johnny Depp road. And I hope to God he doesn't. Um, Just a few things to add. Yeah, this movie was completely... I was actually shocked at how utterly devoid of charm or likability this movie was. I think that it was about maybe five or ten minutes into the movie where I checked out and that was when the animals started talking okay. and they were so fucking annoying. I wanted to kill How's the CGI and consume compare? every single one of them. Shit. Consume Like the CGI actually, like it looks crap. It looks cheap. Like, it, you know what it was reminding me of aesthetically? The King's Corgi or the Queen's Corgi. We in terms of speak of the Queen's Corgi <laughs> here. I actually, I, re- I reviewed it, but uh, you know it's on Netflix, by the way. I know. <laughs> He's really upset. Um, yeah, that's that's a god-awful movie. To, re- to reiterate my feeling Remember on... the pole dancing dog in it? Why do they think this is... <laughs> if you are Irish and you watch the Queen's Corgi... Unless you, you have to review it. like Unless you have to review it <laughs> and you're being paid to do it. If you are Irish and you watch the Queen's Corgi, <laughs> you are shitting on... <laughs> The noble dead of Ireland. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking. I'm not even talking about you know the 1916 leaders. I'm talking about the Tuatha Dé Danna. I am talking about King Brian Baru. I am talking about the High Kings. You know what I mean? The Fear Balk. You are shitting on our our nation's ancient past if you watch the Queen's Corgi. Don't ever do it. The don't views do of it. Brian Lloyd are not supported by Entertainment or it's Don't do it. Just don't do it. Parent don't pay me. Don't do it. Don't um, do it. Continuing on, though, it was so formulaic and not funny and unimaginative. And you know what really kind of grinds my gears about it is that it thinks it's so fucking clever and it is so actually dumb and basic. It was That's what really fucking annoys me. How is it smug and clever? So, like, I'll give you an example of a couple of bits in it. Right. Um. Robert Downey Jr. at one point eats a dog biscuit. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's not for him. Or he puts on this pair of like this these big goggles and he sticks his head in the fish tank to talk to the fish inside the tank again it's basic wacky there's yeah, a steampunk wacky there's like a polar bear who's always cold and he wears a hat and Tom Holland voices a dog who wears glasses because he has a sight issue and the ants are <laughs> Sorry. mafia members for some reason I don't even I don't even get that bit 
Um, yeah, there was like one animal, one animal. I liked in it. And I'd be curious, Brian, what you thought. I really liked the vengeful squirrel that was voiced by Craig Robinson. That was literally the only thing that like kept me invested. And I kind of <laughs> wanted him to get his revenge and kill that little boy actor who also really fucking pissed me off. The other thing as well <laughs> see is that's just the CGI characters. The live action actors don't fare that much better. So aside from Robert Downey Jr., you've got um, Antonio Banderas in this. Oh, no, she dies at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so frigid women. We're doing that in 2020. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But um, you have Jim Broadbent in it, Antonio Banderas and like Michael Sheen to give a few. But I mean, all their characters are so bland and boring and annoying and just it's just unfunny and uncharismatic. Like, I can see that this, uh, and it's so funny, when I was talking again to Serena about it, she was like, this movie is made for seven to nine-year-olds. And I'm like, well, that's a very small fucking demographic to yeah. go through this you know much what, trouble though? for. And like, movies are, like, they're meant to kind of have a broad appeal. Something like, for the parents. It should be something, yeah. yeah, the parents can actually endure. Not one that they're traumatized because of that ass scene. I, no, hang on. I, 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 I disagree there for a second. Like this seven, this thing of like, oh, it's for young kids. It's not yeah. for us. That's bullshit. I think so too. I think that's absolute bullshit. I Do think, you think the kids are as upset like they'd get a lot more out of Paddington 2 more than they would about this? Or are they thick as bricks, Brian See, that's Lloyd? that's the thing. I think the kids usually like movies. You know what I mean? They, they any, just like, any old time. I think they just like movies. Take you know? us bricks, Steve Maloney, no, no. and writing. I'm not down. saying that. Although you know, I it's so funny. I've turned my little sister into like a proper movie critic because I will tell her when I used to tell her when movies were bad when we left them, and now she's actually more harsh about movies than I am. What? Yeah. How can it be? It's crazy. Did she I find out her parasite review? Yeah, I was gonna say, did she see Too Little? Like, did you bring her to see Too Little? No, I just went on my own. You're giving me shit. Hang on. I went on a Sunday morning when I had nothing better to do. It wasn't my Saturday night out, Brian. That's a bit sad now. (laughs) I'm on the highest point of the sad scale then. I haven't seen it at all. It's probably busy watching Love Island. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Owen? Yeah, you didn't. Charlotte gave a big nod. Showed a big nod there. Yeah, it was unseen bits on Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Yeah, Charlotte there thinks she's all fucking high and mighty watching Love Island Unseen Bits. Oh, what was it this week? Oh no, the uncoupled. You watched a dragon ass. Yeah, I I watched Tony Stark fist a dragon. Like, who am I to talk here? Like, you know what I mean? Well, do you even, I got annoyed when the dragon turned up in the first place. I was like, fuck's sake, of course they would bring in a dragon, like a movie about animals that you can communicate with no we just we, we don't have any fucking rules anymore and then they were like you think seeing a dragon is bad wait till you get a load of this and it's like fuck i just i i i, I it, it was one of those films that i was like it really shook my belief i i don't know how any so many uh, talented uh, sorry to cut across you but so many talented actors involved in it as well yeah, what yeah. are they doing why? I, it's one getting of those paid, getting paid, yeah, getting paid. Like that's a paycheck. Simple as that. I don't think anyone. Well, maybe Paddington, but like for all kids' movies, do most actors not give a shite? No, I don't think that's necessarily true. I do huge think, generalization. No, no, no. I think but they're th- thick as bricks, Brian. <laughs> 
Those kids don't know shit. Well, the thing is, you also have to remember there's such a big kind of, I mean, I'm more ashamed of the live action actors, to be honest, than the voices, because I mean, there's such a kind of big animal cast in it that you'd imagine they just go in for a few days, record their voice and go home. That's exactly it. It's, it, it is just a paycheck, whereas the like live actors, they knew what the fuck they were doing, yeah. you know? I mean, the thing that kind of gets me about this, and I think this will be the final point in it, is, is that, you know, <laughs> uh, films are usually made with the best of intentions. And if it goes badly, you can kind of, you can kind of parse the damage and you can say, yeah. okay, well, it had You might feel bad for them as well. Feel bad for them, yeah, that it wasn't, nobody sets out to make a terrible film or, you know, like, I, you can kind of see, right, well, there was too much of this or there was not enough of that mm. or... You know, you can see it started to lose its way around here. The entire time, well, I walked out of Doolittle and at no point could I point to one particular thing and be like, oh, that's where it went off the rails. From start to finish, this was absolute bollocks. Like I said, I think it was when the animals started talking. And that's That's pretty- when I lost hope. And that was about five minutes in. Yeah, that's literally, yeah, that's literally two <laughs> minutes in. But is it in. disingenuous? Like they it's actually did disingenuous. Didn't- I feel like this was completely packaged up mm. by a fucking studio suit who was like we need to get Robert Downey Jr. into a big film uh, someone was dusting off the IP as well yeah totally this was like yeah we're like uh, let's get him okay Robert Downey Jr. is going to pick the director oh and he's like oh I know Stephen Gagan I'll get him to do this <laughs> uh, because both of us were um, former drug addicts who've now reformed and stuff like that Grant that's fine but like he can't make this kind of film. Yeah. That's you can and then like Robert Downey Jr. as well was apparently the guy who came up with the dragon ass thing. Why are you taking <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. came Robert up with Downey that? Robert Downey Jr. apparently what was the, the guy. What the hell was wrong with him? Because apparently he insisted upon it. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He did. He insisted and then he fisted. I've got hey! oh, D. Um, <laughs> but yeah like it is it's just the entire film reeks of vanity projects yeah. it's like I wanted to make it this way I want it to be funny I want him to have this stupid accent I want him to be kind of like a steampunk shaman-esque yeah. version of Doolittle like no yeah. no I must no. go watch a few junkets from this because I, I love seeing people defend yeah. this stuff. and the thing is as well is it feels like a vanity project for really everyone involved yeah yeah, you know, it like was, it's like it's not just down to Robert Downey Jr. or the director. It's mostly them, yeah. in fairness, but kind of for everyone. Just <sighs> all right, I'm you're all on. assholes, especially the dragon <laughs> that was fisted. Give us two seconds of Welsh impersonation. <laughs> Hello, my name is Brian Lloyd, and I am talking like I am from Wales. You see, I am from down in the valleys. Don't you know? Yeah, when you talk like you're from Wales, you have to go down, down like you're in the valleys. Whoa! That was really not bad. Yeah, it was a little Scottish at the start, but then you kind of eased into Ease it. Eased into it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You see, it's more kind of like you have to talk down like this. Ah, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I would have just gone for the like rub riding. Well, yeah, you could do well, like yeah, you can do like Richard Burton like each evening from December. To December <laughs> Before you go to sleep Upon your cot Give us Hopkins Think <laughs> I would honour you sir <laughs> No sir No sir uh, You turn the back on me Mr. Blay 
from the trip, yeah? From the trip. Have you seen the trip? Yeah. Tweet us at the film show for what impression you'd like to hear from Brian Lloyd next week. Yeah. <laughs> the more on the edge of racist we can get him, the better. <laughs> when I kill, I kill for queen and country. Though I admit, killing you would be a pleasure. <laughs> she was only 16. <laughs> she was only 16. She was only okay. 16. He catch like I said, right, when he talked like that, he talked like that. But, that over the, <laughs> but over the years, the brandy and the cigars have made it. I'm not fucking fifty. Me and my, this is, and I'm sorry, this final point. We should have done this instead of Doolittle. We should have, yeah. instead of talking about Doolittle. Me and my brother, every time we go for dinner, we just do scenes from the trip. Uh, Aw, that's kind of cute. No, it's it's not. It's very annoying. Like my sister, my my girl would hate to be sitting. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) Kate's like my girl, my my fiance had dinner with us once, and she was like, "This is the most annoying fucking thing." And we're delighted with each other because we're like just quoting shit back and forth at each other. I was like, "Pity a fool, pity a fool, pity but a fool." Like it's just the worst. That's the takeaway from this. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got to get through our last review, which is actually a big deal oh yeah fuck yeah. yeah dc's back birds of prey yeah harley quinn tell us all it's interesting you picked dc actually because in terms of like just talking about this as a kickoff point it reminds me of their previously successful ventures aquaman and wonder woman in that it's a- it's actually got some balls and it's taking some risks wow and they yeah. pay off for the most part did you put in balls because this is a predominantly female-led film I didn't. Why do you hate your own gender, D? Why do you hate your own gender? Hey, this is the female episode. Hey. Or did it flip back? Take take back the power, D. <laughs> Work away. <laughs> That's what Birds of Prey is all about, sure. Actually, Brian um, saw it. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. We'll address this really, really quickly. No, so, no, no, we don't have to. Do we not? What if you you can't leave people confused. We won't get in trouble. Okay, so basically, I had to record uh, the 60-second review... Uh, for Birds of Prey. I didn't get to see the film, but Dee had, so I had to take her notes. Now, before we get into this, Charlotte, I can see you making some faces there. I want to address this. Can I just ask, Brian Lloyd, is that the first time you've taken my notes for a movie? No, it isn't, Dee. No, it isn't, Dee. But let's actually... them off as your own knowledge. Hang on a second here, right? So, the 60-second interview, which you can look up on uh, Facebook... Review. Sorry, you can look up on Facebook. Uh, I have to eat a cream egg at the end of it. D, as we may or may not know from oh. the film show Cinematic Universe, uh, <laughs> does not eat chocolate. This is the kind of lore people live for. This is D, like, why don't you eat chocolate? Why don't it's delicious? I've I've never liked chocolate. Well, there you That's go. So interesting. That's what, who knows. That's what podcasts are. All That's about. what it's all about. I mean, I could get into like weird kind of details about it, but I won't. Know. Why? Oh. Why won't you? What are you doing? There's commuters on there's this. Probably, there's probably a whole like. I don't know, maybe there's a psychologist out there listening to it and they're like, I'll want to pick your brain after this. But essentially, as a child, I remember I used to be repulsed by other kids eating chocolate and getting it all over their face and hands. Wow. Like, it's like, Ooh. Is it a blue thing or is it a stickiness thing? I don't know. I, don't, I, could, I couldn't even make that immediate is it the association. Yeah, it was that. more. Yeah, it was more just. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't put my finger on yeah. it. I was just utterly repulsed by that, and therefore I was repulsed by chocolate. chocolate. Could you eat like a frozen small piece of chocolate, or would that still be off-putting? No, I because now it's like I I have no interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just nothing. Like I would kind of see chocolate or I would smell chocolate and be like. 
does anyone else want this? Wow. You know? What it's if odd. it comes as a chocolate sauce on a restaurant dessert? Then I won't eat it. Wow. wow. That's really interesting. That's but I don't really eat desserts anyway. I don't eat ice cream either, which people might find weird. <sighs> Do you yeah, have any I pleasure do. in your life? Do you take any joy in Hey, hey. Plain white bread. That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, I do, I do like, I do like, I do like, I do like butter on my bread, but usually I'm just not bothered to butter it. God, <laughs> you fucking freak. I'd go with Enigma. I'm going to go, I'm going to write, I'm going to write gonna Enigma. Cross a ruthless, ruthless Enigma. You know, I'll keep ruthless, ruthless So Enigma. anyways, to, to, so to get back to the story yeah. okay. <laughs> That so was great diversion Great diversion Brian so, what did you think of it? <laughs> I didn't see it So anyways I had to basically Take some of these notes And write a script And then we had to film The 60 second film review I haven't seen Birds of Prey yet However uh, Dee was unable to do The 60 second review Because she doesn't eat chocolate mm. And the The The, the thing of it is, is that you have to eat the cream egg at the end of the video and so, also just consistency because you've been doing the most like sure that, so it makes sure. sense sure so I mean you like, bit the bullet I bit the bullet I bit the chocolatey bullet was it I, delicious it was nice it was very very nice I appreciate cream egg for giving me the opportunity to talk about films and eat cream eggs at the same time there great we plug. are great plug great entertainment.ie entertainment. entertainment. you can see it on entertainment.ie's Facebook now yeah. well I don't know if it'll be up now now but it oh, should well, be yeah, up yeah, by yeah, now will, yeah yeah all right, yeah. give us the actual All right, review. go on. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Like the way I described it in my review, which is on entertainment.ie now, nice. um, is it's like Kathy Ann, the director, kind of threw a bunch of shit at the wall and hoped that it stuck and most of it stuck. But instead of like a shit colored wall, you have this like real kind of bedazzled, glittery, colorful neon wall. And it's just fabulous by the end. Fantastic. As in it's just the sum will. of its parts and you like all the little bits to yeah, it. Yeah, and... exactly. Yeah, that's just it. Because I mean, like in terms of story, it's been described that, you know, these women get together to protect this um, girl, Cassandra Kane from black mask but it doesn't really go exactly that way straightforwardly I mean we're really following each of the characters kind of individually for quite a long time yeah but I kind of like that aspect of it and it actually like worked for me anyway um well how do you contrast that with something like Suicide Squad I remember you mm -hmm. saying that the biggest failure there amongst many was that origin story origin story origin story how do they go about it in this um, yeah, it's it's a bit of that. But to be honest, it's kind of a mis mishmash and all over the place. And there's like jumps between past and present and even further back into the past and the present, um, which really kind of worked for it. Because in the end, what ends up happening is you're really kind of kept on your toes and you don't really know what's going to happen next. And it's really kind of exciting and unpredictable as a result. And I don't think you can really say that for a lot of superhero movies because so many of them are are going through that same formula of you like origin next, story yeah. and then blah and then he confronts his you know and then he loses his mentor and then he confronts the baddie in the end and you know it's just it just kind of plays out but yeah. this is like trying really really hard to do something different and I really kind of liked and appreciated that I also thought it was just gorgeous I've never seen so much glitter in a movie but I, I just loved it and there was just so much colour like you've probably seen all the kind of artsy like the posters and stuff like that it's blue so lights fucking cool I loved it I just thought it was so cool to look at the action as well is brilliant in it. It is so, so fucking cool. Uh, Chad Stileski apparently was like brought in to help out with like the choreography and stuff. And you can absolutely tell that it is. You'd know him from. 
John Wick, of course. Oh! Um, but you can actually, you can absolutely tell that the action is top notch. And I've said before about how sometimes when girls throw punches, you don't quite believe that they knocked out the big guy. You absolutely do believe it in this film. And I also appreciate that they're not just fighting the guys, they're also beating the shit out of each other, which ah, was yeah. also something I didn't expect. Like all the women are kind of very, like they're all out just for their kind of own interests and I kind of love that like selfishness and pettiness about them because it was there was an honesty to it you know and as well it just kind of celebrated like being girly and being feminine and also how batshit crazy women are because we are we're crazy Um, (laughs) and I I love the fact that this movie didn't shy away from that it actually wholly embraced that and like celebrated it you know it wasn't apologetic it wasn't like (laughs) you know a man has to come around and kind of tame the shrew or something like that it was just it was just letting women off the leash and be angry and cry sometimes and just be generally badass so i just love that i thought it was fabulous about that yeah Yeah. and what does uh ewan get to do in it he's very good yeah he's excellent as like he does a good bad guy you know, as uh, Roman Ciaris, a.k.a. Sionis. Sionis, sorry, not Sionis. Industries. Sionis, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's very good in it. They're all really good. I mean, Har- um, whatchamacallit, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She was just born to play that role. She is just so incredible in it. I loved Rosie Perez in it. Would have loved to see her a bit more. Also would have le- loved to see a bit more of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mm. Um, she's kind of got this, like, geekiness to her character, which is, like, fucking adorable. But, um... <laughs> The one thing I would say for it is we focus on the Black Canary character who's played by uh, Jernay Smollett-Bell, I think is how you pronounce um, her name. There's a little, the camera stays with her a little too long in that there's a bit too much dwelling on her particular storyline and it does start to lose a bit of pacing. Now it does get back to Harley eventually and then it kind of ups again. Um, So I can see why the, the main criticisms that I've seen aimed at it are that it's uneven. But I also think that that's part of its charm because remember I mentioned to you guys about how it is like just hurling a bunch of shit at the wall and let's see what the fuck happens. Um, So I like that aspect to it. I like that. I thought it's full of energy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought that that worked to its advantage for the most part, but it also did, like I said, result sometimes in an uneven narrative. But um, really a lot of fun exciting <laughs> I just I really really liked it I thought it had a lot going for it and it, it like I said it just it had balls yeah so and what do you think uh, what does this mean for DC are they back on track I mean see it's so hard to say because what are, we, are we expecting more from them well we know we're doing uh, they're doing a sequel to Wonder Woman that's obviously yeah. coming out this uh, year and then they're doing uh, I have high hopes for a, that an Aquaman sequel and they're doing a one on is the Treasure of the Trench Shazam is doing one yeah it's getting, said, a sequel. it's getting a sequel yeah. Yeah, they were going to do one on the trench like a kind of a horror thing yeah spin off yeah I don't see that happening you don't think I so don't, no. I don't think that'll happen Patrick Wilson Patrick Wilson will be back yeah um, I don't know like I, I, I it, it is odd because like you have obviously Robert Pattinson as the Batman that's now in production um, I, I, I don't know like I don't think there's I don't think there's any appetite to have all these characters be on the same screen. That's exactly it, yeah. And I think that's fine. I I'm think really that's looking good. forward to yeah. that. The idea that yeah. they're telling all these stories and we're not going to see a million link-ins. No, not at all. And like, it's so often is the case. Like, 
one of the things that like really held back something like you know Batman versus Superman was was that it literally took parked the story for twenty minutes just to kind of like tease up. Oh, this is coming next. Yeah, and like. You know, I think audiences have moved on from that now. They just want to see a good story. Yeah. Especially Don't... with um, Endgame. Because yeah. they had that payoff for that investment in kind of individual movies. They don't yeah. They don't need another one. No, yeah. not at all. Not True, at all. yeah. We yeah. probably won't see the likes again if, until Marvel Batch lifetime. 2 yeah, 2029 or something. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. I suppose Disney's long-term plans. Um, but yeah, I... I, I absolutely agree with you Brian on DC just kind of plugging away at those kind of individual properties that are working for them we can say what's definitely top of their plans now anyway is the success of Joker yeah the Batman there's been a lot of talk back and forth Uh, is that actually getting a sequel I don't think it's needed I don't think I mean with this one with um, Birds of Prey they are kind of tiptoeing because like it obviously opens with her and Joker broken up they're very much tiptoeing around not showing him not showing him so they don't actually ever show Jared Leto's face and even when she's explaining that they broke up it's an animated sequence that like opens the movie actually one thing it has in common with Doolittle (laughs) at the start that animated thing I know I hope I don't (laughs) like it worked in Birds of Prey but I'm like Guys, don't overkill it with the animated sequence thing. Like, we don't need this, you know, to kind of summarize a bunch of events. Yeah, like a lot of people. It's have been the doing new that montage. Movie. Was that Frozen you know? Two as well? Had that couple of animated elements? No, no, because I think in Frozen Two isn't the whole thing that Olaf explains the story of Frozen, like in pantomime. Oh, or something. yeah, yeah. So that was a great, right. which yeah. was clever. I thought that, clever. W- that worked. Yeah, yeah that yeah. worked. There's um, ways to do it. So we'll, we probably will get a Birds of Prey Two. I suppose we'll have to see how it does in the box office. But I think it has a lot of things going for it that it will do well. So I hope it does. I hope people will go out and see it because it's a lot of fun. But I, but at the same time, I will say I can see where, because it has gotten some kind of mediocre reviews. Yeah. I can see why it would put people off. But Which way did you swing? I loved it. Like I What's said, I gave, so I gave it four out of five. No Because I wasn't going to give it five out of five because it's not perfect. I thought I you'd was, do three and a half. I great. was swinging between three and a half and four. And then I was like, fuck it. I really liked it. You know, yeah. you know what it is. So you know how, and this is actually bringing it back to what you were talking about. I was like, and you were there and you were there. Yeah. Um, what you were talking about, how, what was like, your gut reaction? With assessing a movie, yeah, is it a list of things? Yeah. So for me, it was a combination of I love that it had this, this, and this. Mm. But my overall gut feeling was like, I want to go see that movie again. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's always that's it. Is. Yeah, that's it. Like uh, the thing I always think of if I walk out of film, I'm like I would happily sit down and watch that again. Boom, already there. I'm like, yeah, hundred. That's your baseline. Yeah, rating. that's the baseline. Like Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. definitely walked out. I was like, would Five happily stars. watch. Yeah, happily watch that again. Ad Astra. Not to get into it, but like the minute I walked out, it was like, I would fucking absolutely turn the thing back on there. I want to watch this. Yeah, again. yeah. Like, um, Lighthouse, even to a certain degree, it was like, I would love to see this. I would, Maybe you don't I need would... to see it again to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go see it twice? No, I still haven't seen it. I would definitely go see The Lighthouse again, but I need a fucking year before I go see that movie. It shook me. Yeah. It's fucking scary. Yeah. But it's class though, oh, isn't yeah, it? it's brilliant. It is. Would, if people are stuck now between Lighthouse and Parasite, just go see both. Go see uh, both. No, I'd say Parasite. A lot of well, because a lot of people have walked out of the Lighthouse and stuff. Wow. Wasn't there something like I heard? Seven. You I was at, I was I was at the Irish premiere for the Lighthouse. Seven people walked yeah, out. Yeah. Seven. So people I don't see. I don't. How far in? Like, like 
a good like 40 minutes in wow. people were just getting up and leaving just trickling like, out yeah see that's wow. the thing i think everyone will enjoy parasite yeah uh, and even like it on some level whereas i can imagine lighthouse really putting shocking people, people. Off, this yeah. has to be our takeaway from today's episode check out parasite yeah yeah definitely sure. yeah also birds of prey and not do little if we could turn back time yeah and i could save myself watching it so because brian was watching it or vice versa i'm sure we would do that. you've both seen it but I, but at least now i can account for the fact that yes it really does end with an anal cavity excavation yeah. that, that is true and to see us out brian you might uh tell us what's coming up next week in welsh I, I'm still, I'm still thinking of it. I'm still thinking of it. I'm. You really my, were. That really did. Like, I, I can't get over how much that really fucked me up. Like, that really, really got to me. So next week, well, we're going to be talking about underwater. Wow. That's no, a bit we're not. more Scottish. Uh, what is out next week? Underwater is this week. We have a review on site. Yes, we do. Stacy Groudon uh, went to review it. She mm-hmm. said it was a bit shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I think nice. her first line in it is something about uh, for a movie called Underwater. It's, it's very one. dry. Two, two, It's a surprisingly dry endeavor. There you go. And uh, next week is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, I'm going to see that tomorrow. Actually, uh, yeah. Oh, you have to let me know. Yeah, looking we'll forward let to us it. All know yeah. next we'll week. Let us all know. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is the one out next week, and I'm seeing it over the weekend. Actually, you sure? Yeah, and then and Emma is the other big Emma. Yes. Emma, I'm really excited to talk about. Mm. And I know there'll be a lot of, well, maybe maybe guys like period costume dramas oh, as well. I love it. But yeah. like, we like we love our Jane Austen shit. Like, women just love that oh, shit. That's a generalization. That's a generalization. Charlotte, book me up here. Yeah! Not a Jane Austen fan. <laughs> Shaking her head, being like, no, I don't like Jane Austen. Um, what's the Kieran Hines one? I can't remember. Not Pride and Prejudice, but it's Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. Fantastic. I actually really, I actually rewatched um, Sense and Sensibility because it's, it's Netflix. on Netflix. I never area. saw the Fassbender. Is that Emma? Is no, that that's uh, the Michael Fassbender one. Is Jane Eyre? Yes, that I was the one that was. I can see that. Yeah, that that's, was directed by. That's, that's um, that's not Jane that's Austen. Bronte. That's Bronte. I know. Yeah, but it's Charlotte the same vibe. Bronte? Come off it. I don't know. But that it's was, good that that Jane yeah. Eyre though. That was directed by Carrie Fukunaga. No way. Oh, yeah. mm, that's there a go. good podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week.